Della? Yeah, yeah, totally. I will get that for you. So, what was your question? Well, just, you know my question. It was about, um, kind of like calling it quits with my neighbor. Okay. And so your neighbor has hurt you? Wanting to understand, like, why, why I don't feel guilty about it, and why it's okay to not feel guilty about it. When I, when it seems like I'm judging this person, saying this person is narcissistic, and I don't want to deal with them. You don't have to. Yeah, but I'm talking about the judge. Am I judging them by saying that? It's about understanding your own desire. Okay. You understand what you want, and you understand what you do not want. You don't want your neighbor to harass you. And they're in a position of where they actually appear to be that they're harassing you. It's so an appearance. It's yeah. an appearance. Yeah. I'm not trying to say they are harassing me, or they are bad in any way. I'm just saying, like... Like... I guess normally I would have this thought in my mind which would say I'm supposed to forgive them. Okay. And I don't know what that means. Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm not forgiving shit right now. I don't want to forgive. What I want is to get away. Because Great. I've judged right. the circumstances and this person as being a certain way. I've judged them and said they are the certain way. And you're going to stay like and that. I've then come to accept it. I have observed it, mm -hmm. and I'm accepting it. Yeah. And now I'm just like making a judgment and moving on. Right? And now the mind is like, I should feel guilty about them. Because I didn't make it right. Because I didn't talk mm -hmm. to the person. Because I didn't go, because I didn't like, you know, go try to have like these lovey-dovey feelings with this person. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm not... It's not what I want. I don't want that. That's unnecessary and even hurtful if you're pretending to be doing so. There's no point in ignoring your feelings at the expense of your increasing resentment. Because what happens when you're denying your own... Yes, but, okay, so I agree with what you're saying. This problem has to do with narcissists. Resentment always increases with narcissists because narcissists never listen to what you're saying. They don't accept, they don't ever accept any criticism about their behavior, ever. Does that make sense? Yes. So you can't ever, like, you can't ever resolve mm -hmm. and be like, hey, we're friends and we both are equals and we both understand mm -hmm. each other because the other person, this narcissist, never says, uh, you know, you're right. I hear what you said about my behavior, and I accept my behavior, and I think you're right about that. And I should change, or I should, I accept that it, this wasn't in line with my principles or the higher principles. That's what a normal person does. That's what a normal friend does, right? But when someone's a narcissist, and you bring a concern to them, they just blame it on you. You're the problem. Not them. Because they don't want to analyze their own behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... Of course, resentment always increases. It's, it can't, 
I guess what I'm saying is it's not my choice. Do you know what narcissist does? Yeah. Defends their own position. Uh, no. I disagree with that. Okay. That's just, that's just simple argumentation. McGregor, I feel like maybe, you know, it's like the issue is like, perhaps that, you know, it, it like what you were saying, it's about the guilt that you're feeling for it not getting resolved in the way that yeah. we think what forgiveness would look like. Right. This is, this is why I'm asking about what right. is the definition of forgiveness? So, what so, is it? Right. Forgiveness exactly. does not need to be on both sides at the same time. That means you can forgive that person for whatever they have done to you without them forgiving you. Yeah, but what does that mean? That means you can be at peace because you have let go of the right. outcome. Okay, so there I am at peace in the tuna camp. Just sitting there. Oh, I'm at peace. But you're not at peace. No. But I'm not at right. peace there. Right. That means for some reason, there's still attachment that you still you still have not forgiven that person for what they have supposedly done to you. Mm. Because yeah, but peace comes from completely forgiving. That means you are have absolutely. Yeah, why would you? Why would I? Why would I move out? Well, because you can forgive somebody, but also accept that their behavior is a certain way and be like, that is how they are. That's right my now. point. This is the point I'm trying and to I make. And I want to move in a different direction. No. But that's, but that, right, but that still doesn't define what forgiveness is. All, what it defines is acceptance. Forgiveness is, is overlooking, literally inside you. Can I describe mind. the steps? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, something appears to be happening to you. You react on it. If you react on it, and you react on like you're right and they're wrong, and they have the same opinion that they're right and you're wrong, what's going to happen? You're going to have a battle. In that case, acceptance part, the first step, is completely being eliminated. You cannot use that step to do anything and make yourself happy. Forgiveness comes as a second step. To actually like, because you've been holding a grudge and you've been in a battle and then you have to consciously choose to let go of this and make them gods. You just say like, well, you're a divine child, you're innocent and just because of that, I forgive you. Your current action is irrelevant. It absolutely does not even exist. That's what forgiveness is. You completely overlook their action, their words, the way they feel yeah, about you. I hear what you're saying, but I mean, at what point does judgment and acceptance come in? Right? Like... Judgment from what side? You got a family. You got, you got some children, let's say, little children. And there's a snake and a scorpion living under your front steps. Right mm -hmm. now, you know, let's say one of your children comes in after school and a, the snake bites them. Do you say, I, I completely overlooked this? This is different. Don't tell me it's different. It is. Can I describe why? Yes. Snake is an animal. Humans are animals. 
We're all, snake. We're all dealing with animals. Snake is an animal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She is fending her guard. Let's talk about one case at a time. Okay. Let's not go and jump into like, snake is an animal. She goes and bites somebody. Well, she was defending her territory. Your neighbors are defending their own territory and what they think their idea of life is. And you that came into their territory, they're trying to fit you in based on what they think. So why does it mean I should stay? Who told you that you should that's, stay? That's my question. So this right. is all tied up in my head. Right. There's something you, in there that okay. says, and if I forgave them, that means I fully, would stay. If I forgave them fully, I would just stay. No. Why not? That's I the question. I forgave my neighbor when I was moving out from their region before that even happened. I was like, this is not the most functional for either one of us because the only thing that we're doing now is provoking each other's karmic influences to the point that we cannot handle them at this time. Yeah, but we need a physical space. But which what exactly what happened? Why couldn't you handle them? Because it's too much. It's too much of the karmic influences coming at one time. Yeah, but that's a judgment. It's right? an so observation. Making, yeah. Well, no, you're making a judgment. It is a judgment because it's an observation. Well, Every that's observation. Not, that's not an observation. That's a judgment. Judgment is an observation. Observation is a judgment. Observation is like when you observe something. And after a certain period of time, you see that certain things are happening exactly uh, some kind of a pattern. And then you say, like, this is what's happening. That means it's a judgment. So, what about this? So, does forgiveness mean... It, does it mean, like, the end of anger, basically? So, like, like, hey, I'm no longer angry at you? Correct. I'm not angry at you. Correct. But I'm still judging you and I'm observing you. I observe what's happening. Correct. I'm making choices. Yes. I'm moving out. Yes. I don't want to live with this. The pattern that you have is your pattern. And Correct. I'm, I'm not pretending to change that. And I still see you as a divine child. And at the core, yeah. you're a divine child. And you've done nothing. But what is I'm missing? not angry because of that. Right. So what's but missing? But I'm still not going to stay and subject right. myself. So I'm, just, I'm trying to put my finger on why. Why is it okay to not stay? And subject yourself to it. Because you have to judge. You have to. If somebody can't hear the message that you're speaking. It's a, not an open channel. Your job is to speak to open channels. You know. If you're living in a situation where they're not open channels. It's not efficient. It's not effective for God's message to come through you. Yeah. That so, doesn't mean that what they're doing right. is wrong. You know, it's like, oh, I love you, I forgive you, and I'm going in the direction yeah. of openness. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just a lot of guilt. Yeah. yeah. That's karmic yeah. influences. Yeah. So what happens when you are encountering somebody? Like, you have encountered me before, right? And I've provoked guilt inside of you. I've provoked feelings that are not of the most joyful nature. In yeah, it's different than guilt, though. This is different. I haven't really felt this from you in this life. It's other people that I get it from. Karmic influences are different. Yeah. Whatever makes you not feel absolutely joyful and happy, we're going to call it karmic influence. 
Okay. It means something happened in our previous lifetimes where we battled and it's like yeah. and just being brought up right now and we have to deal with that right now. Right. If we don't resolve it right. in this lifetime, it stays. And it stays for years, okay. stays the whole lifetime. Great, 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 great. So this is exactly this is a good point. This is what I'm trying to put my finger on. So if right now I like you like remember just a few minutes ago I was like I'm being I'm powerful and I can do what I want and you were like whoa nerd you said awesome right okay that's what I'm doing I don't have to live in the situation that I've been stuck in so to speak for, for four years or whatever I can I have the power to get out of that and I'm doing that and I want to do that okay now does that mean that I didn't resolve the situation and now I've got this unresolved karma because I didn't go do this lovey forgiveness thing. Unnecessary. Okay, but this is what I'm asking you. It's important that everything is resolved in your mind and your mind only. Okay. Because there's only one mind. So okay. whenever they decide to resolve their apparent or appearances of, oh, I'm going to forgive this person for, but they have already forgiven me, that's already happening in that mind. They, it might take years, it might take decades, they might forgive you in some other lifetime, but it's important that you start. If you don't start, well, they might start in some other lifetime. And you know what's the final beautiful result? That all of this already happened. And that's acceptance. Acceptance of how things really are. That we are already are free. And as soon as you accept that, then there's no need for forgiveness. Because if you just accept that you're already truly godly inside of you, that means you're free. So if you're already free, what's the point of forgiving anything? There's no need to be done already. It's already done. So it's more about accepting who you are than about trying to do the work. All the work is illusionary. It yeah. appears to be real. I, I agree. I think I agree with everything you're saying. I'm sort of still at this point where it's, it seems to me that the word forgiveness is completely vacuous and I have no idea what it means. Other words have meaning to me, but the word forgiveness has no meaning. Word forgiveness has absolute value if the word acceptance is not being understood. Okay, this is, but that's my point. So acceptance comes first. Okay. If acceptance, if your filters for acceptance did not work and some karmic influences... Uh, is this like, what you mean by comes first? You mean... Okay, interesting. So, so... When... Okay, so... When you say acceptance comes first, you're saying that... If you can fully accept, then it's all done, and you don't actually proceed to instantly. These, you don't proceed to subsequent steps. Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying acceptance comes first means that acceptance and then something and then and then forgiveness happens. I thought you were saying that acceptance comes first if you are not managing to let go instantly. That someone just tells you the bad word. Okay. I get. I get what you're saying. Except, so how would I how would how would I reword it that would make sense to me? Hold on just a sec. So okay, acceptance. 
is I, I would say instead of saying comes first, which in, insinuates like an order of operations, and there are subsequent steps to come. Right. Correct. I would say acceptance is is primary. It's the plan, Something. and then there's a backup plan of forgiveness. Yeah, if, but it's it's right. primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 com so if you accept something, it's all the work is done. Basically, is what you're saying. It just goes through. You don't yeah. even feel the hurt. Yeah. You don't even feel the pain. Right. right? Okay. Because okay. it just goes through. You. That like, makes sense. You don't. You cannot get hurt. I get. But you. for that to happen, you would just actually have to claim that you're invincible. That nothing can hurt you. What's right. What's happening or appearing to be happening in front right. of your eyes. Right. You're looking at this world, and you're saying, no, you cannot hurt me. But you're not saying it arrogantly, like, yeah, you cannot yeah. hurt me, I'm going to go battle in the U.S. Right. You just recognize that it has no value. Right. If it has no value, that means there's no point in reacting to something that does not have any value. But, okay, so, what, if, what about just accepting that that someone's behavior is hurtful. That's uh, perspective-based. So perspective is a part of the ego part of the mind, and which is saying, I exist in the world that I see around me, and I'm valuable. That means the world is valuable. That means the world is real. And Whatever happens in the world, if something happens that I disagree with, like a friend tells me something and yeah. uh, they have a different opinion, and I react to it, and I have a different opinion, and I go contrary to their opinion in argument with them, holding my opinion, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to hold that hurt and I will not let go of that hurt because I know I'm right. That means I have not accepted their opinion as is, as it's existing, in just an opinion. Right, well sometimes their opinion is I'm going to slash your tires with my knife. Go ahead. Right, right. because when you hold the ultimate perspective, which is beyond perspective, the ultimate truth is that yeah. it's, it's all God. There's just one. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that. Then you can accept because you're God and you're invincible and you cannot be hurt. So it's always coming back right. to the primal... I, I mean, I see that. I get right. that. To the first awareness. The first awareness yeah. okay. is that you're God yeah. in flesh. Right. And the, you appear in this, whatever this thing appears to be. Right. It's an obviously not of the real world. So as soon as you know that something is unreal, and there's the reality that lives inside of you, yeah. that cannot be hurt. But how do you, like, I'm, I, I hear what you're saying, So, but I'm still confused because it makes it sound like you could never leave a situation that became irritating to you. You can't, and that's the power but that you But how could have. you? Because you don't even... It's like you're not registering what's irritating to you. Because nothing's irritating to you. You see that the circumstance mm -hmm. is not valuable because they do not understand you. 
Right. As as you being like the channel of God's word. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm following you. So yeah. like so like the the value of human interaction is is like measured in the quality of interaction, the quality of communion. The right? quality. So if the quality of communion, so that's the that's the measure upon which you can make decisions on like I can I'll leave this scenario because There's, the quality of communion is not there. So you're so you're moving towards. Uh, I don't know. There is only one type of quality that you can look in somebody else. And they can look in you in order to have perfectly balanced relationship. And that is acceptance. Yeah. If there's no acceptance, yeah. there's gonna be conflict. There's gonna be you can you can call it oh we're just debating. But it's a conflict. That means you're just covering up your real reasons why you disagree with this person. You're just debating. Or there can be an open battle, which there are many, and they're happening on most of the households across the this illusionary realm. And everyone thinks it's real. And everyone suffers. Isn't something wrong here? Because they're not accepting what someone else has to say. If you don't dis, dis, if you disagree with somebody that someone is saying, you can say it and say like, "Well, I disagree with this." If other person does say, "Okay, no problem, I understand that you disagree, but this is how I see it right now. Can you make it more enlightening for me and let me know why? What is your opinion? Maybe I can process it and grow more." But no, most of the time there's like almost an instant block. Where someone disagrees with you, there's you just go into these. You don't yeah. go further. So you, I mean, I hear you. So you're describing the inner workings of the ego, and of which there are many different levels or whatever. And I understand what you're saying, like pride, and projection, and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, okay. Now what, what I'm saying is, imagine you're more enlightened, right? And you're, it's okay if someone wants to criticize you, it's okay. Absolutely. Okay, just imagine you're at that level, where mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, maybe someone might reveal some truth about yourself that might hurt a little bit. That's okay, because you got God, and you can deal with that, and you can, no, you'll get cannot. over it. I know, but just imagine you're at that level. That's what I'm saying. Okay, now, you're dealing with somebody who's not at that level, who's just going to attack you and hurt you. Like, try, like, attack means hurt. Okay. So you're like, hey, I'm willing to hear what you have to say, but this person is not willing to hear what you have to say. Right? Yeah. So what do you do? Do you judge them? You leave. Do you accept? You, you literally just turn around and walk so away. So you accept. That's acceptance. Okay. Yeah. My design so, brother so, but then, has forgotten. But what this means is that judgment comes first, not acceptance. What are you accepting? Observation comes first. Observation of what? That you're not being understood. Of anything. Observation of anything is coming first. Then acceptance of it is happening secondarily. If someone is judging you, 
and they're going to obviously be judging you and keep on judging you, you do not have to tolerate it. Right, but I see what you're saying, Gregor. The first, the acceptance does come first, though, because that's the primary truth. Because the primary truth is that we're God. So you're accepting that this other person is God. Okay, first. First. Okay. That's what gives you peace. Okay. And then you're saying, in this illusionary manifestation of this material reality, yeah. this person is having this it's, kind of behavior. Yeah. Right. And then you're saying, oh, well, they're not open to receiving the primary truth. Right, right. Okay, I'm going to go t -t -t this way. I'm going to go this way now. Okay. And it's okay. It, because you know the primary truth is that they're God. But in that moment, they're mm -hmm. not responding on that level. Right, but you're observing that You're first. observing it. You're observing it first, and then first, you're, you're accepting it. First, though, you're holding the primary truth, which doesn't... Okay. require observation in a sense. It's just a knowing. Yeah. You know that everything yep. is God. Yep. Yep. So you're holding that first. Okay. And then you're proceeding from there. Okay. And that that makes sense that to me. Make, yeah, okay. it does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're whole not everything is God. Okay. Everything this is this world. Everything is self though. Is not. No, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the the essence behind the other person they're your divine brother. They are God within yes. that. So you're you're holding that knowledge first, and that's giving you peace because you're knowing that inside of them, there's the divine spark of God. Okay. And after that, you you know that's the knowingness. But then there comes observation, in a sense, because you're observing what's happening while we're here. Yeah. It always comes down to present moment. Why? Because if you're not in control mm -hmm. through discipline of the egotistical nature of the mind, which wants to judge and its main job seems to be harass other people in our mind and through well, our bodies. We're mixing definitions. So in one sense, we like revere the concept of judgment as observation. And then, then we... Right, but criticize it as some, as some fluke of the ego. What is judgment? And what's wrong with it? Why can't I judge that? That is an iPhone. It is red. It is on the table. It has an operating system. I have memories of what it's like to be in that and how to use that. Levels what's wrong with me judging that iPhone? What's wrong with that? of understandings are reached through observation, which is the judgment. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that means when you have reached certain levels of understanding and through observation how things are, judgment becomes not of the egotistical part of the mind. Judgment becomes... Well, but, well now you're saying judgment is something that has a changing definition. Well, it does. Well, but that's easy for you to say. Words, ha words are words and they should have meanings. So... Well, judgment and, in sense, this? judgment and forgiveness serve a purpose until they don't, you know. Right. And I think we've all experienced the level in which they have no purpose. So, there's just, is, is well, this. I've been criticized sure. a lot by someone who's in my life who has said oftentimes, you're judging me. You're judging me. What does that even mean? What does that mean? 
Why it's do you as react if, to it's that? It's as if this person is saying, you're observing me. Cause, well, because it's condemnation, Sasha. Because okay, how so, dare you judge me? What do you mean judge? I'm observing you and ref I'm communicating back to you what you're doing. Great, let's talk about this. Right. So, someone has judged you, and they said no, exactly... No, I'm judging them. Okay, can I finish? Okay, yeah. So, someone has told you were whatever you said. And then, well, I've been observing this, and this is what you're doing. Right. Right. And they... So, do you see two levels of understanding here? No. What is, I don't understand your example. So, you have observed something in them that might have been helpful to them. And you have shared an information with them. And you said, as a loving friend to them, I think if you go and improve up on this, it might be beneficial to you. But because they're at a level of consciousness where they're really consumed with the ego, they will interpret that, and that's going to be a judgment too. And they're going to project... Well, I don't know what that means, though. What is a judgment? That's what we're trying to figure out. Again, it's about levels of understandings. And levels of understandings, if you have like 100 of them, right? And zero is like where ego is like, wow, this world is real. And I'm going to go and conquer it. And I'm going to go and put these people in this group, and these people in this group, and I'm going to make them to battle. And then, because of that battle, I'm going to conquer both of their territories. And I'm going to go and rule all, all over them. While the level 100 of understanding of how the world is, this world is an absolute illusion, does not even exist right now. And I just appear to be here. Okay. And I see all of my brothers and sisters in this group, and in this group, as an absolutely innocent creation of the God. They have been lost and they appear to be in these bodies, in both of these groups, in the, both of these territories, in this seeming universe. So, what I'm going to do next, at the level 100, I'm going to just treat them all as equal, and I'm going to try to tell them and let them know where they're at. Yeah. But I do understand that they're going to be at levels between 0 and 100. And within each one of these levels, there's going to be judgment during the process of evolution towards of understanding of how things really are, where I'm at. What do you mean by judgment when you use that word? Observation. Every thought is a judgment, right? So you have a judgment. I've seen this. Every, and this is how every thought is a judgment. Every thought that you have. This is blue. Yep. This is red. And this is green. They're observations. They appear to be as voices in our minds. Right. You can hear a voice. It's not a thought. Thought is a word for someone that is like of a level 0 to 60. And they're using the word thought because when you come to the experience of observation fully of the mind, what you can notice is voices. It's more conscious. Is that what you mean? It, there are voices. They're experientially, there are voices. We hear voices. It, it, I'm talking I, to I you right now? I don't know if I agree with voices. I'm Liter talking to literally. you right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you go home and walk towards your car, you actually hear something very similar to that I'm saying. 
Not necessarily. But they actually appear more as voices than thoughts. Thoughts are just private thoughts. That means like you think that no one can hear them, but right now I'm talking to you, yeah. and they're public thoughts. Yeah. So they're thought they're my private thoughts. They have been expressed to you, and they become public thoughts. But they're yeah. still voices because you're hearing my voice. Yeah. But okay. I, I mean, I have plenty of public thoughts. Public thought, private thoughts. Yeah, but... Uh, They're I mean, voices. Okay, so, I mean, I'm just... I'm just... drawing a distinction on something you're saying. It may not be important. Okay. I, I just don't think that thoughts... that are... public thoughts... God thoughts... necessarily... employ the auditory cortex of the brain. I don't believe that. That that's a necessity. When I'm talking about public thoughts, private thoughts, I'm talking more about the experience of how we are experiencing it internally and externally. Yeah. So you can hear, and we call this a voice. You hear my voice. Yeah. Yeah. So if, when I go into the room. Yeah. Or into the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. I can there. remember that. I can hear your voice in my head. Yes. So there are voices. That's why I'm calling them voices. Yeah, but they don't have to be. You don't. I don't think you should get hung up on voices. People have, people have all kinds of synesthetic experiences. Auditory experience is just one of the senses. They remember all kinds of stuff in combinations of ways. Exactly. So you have voices. You have images. You have right. sounds that are just kind of like kind of auditory, there might be high tone pitch sound. You have all kinds of stuff that's happening in a, a lot private... of conceptual things that happen in an abstract way as well. When I say experience, I mean exactly that. Something that's observe observation. Right. You're noticing it. It's noticing. you. It's you're seeing it. So I'm noticing that I'm it's hearing your voice. Experience. Yeah. I'm noticing that I'm hearing your voice. Yeah. When I go into the bathroom, I'm going to notice that I'm hearing my inner voice. Is Something is talking to me over there. Okay. It's a voice. That's what I'm talking about. And you're trying to use the word experience to kind of put sure. everything in one big... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to get hung up on okay. this necessarily. I think the nature of inner experience is more diversified than just voice or auditory. I think it's more than that. That's okay. all I'm saying. It's more abstract than just remembering how something sounded and hearing voices. You're having thoughts, you're having concepts, mm -hmm. you're having notions, you're having understandings, you're knowings. And a lot of times they're packaged in voice. Because Correct. Because the left brain is capturing stuff and trying to put it into words. But a lot of times, let's say, and I you know, I'm just using colloquial metaphors or whatever, but like the, the right brain is more ob observant. It's more just like straight pure observation, let's say. Mm -hmm. So it, it can see like, oh, it's red. But it doesn't have to create the word, oh, I'm seeing red now. It doesn't do that. So, But it's still a voice. Well, it's not a... It's You're calling it a voice, is my point. It's not really a voice. It's a thought. You call it a thought, right? So to me, yeah, it's it almost the same thing at a different volume. It's a voice at a volume, zero, com one comparing to ten. Sometimes you hear really loud thoughts, sometimes you hear like not as loud thoughts. Do you have 
you have thoughts that um... it's like someone is whispering to you, right? So it's a at the level volume. Do you three. have do you have thoughts that um, don't have words? No, they all have words. If through careful observation, that's what I'm saying. Is I have thoughts that don't have words. Well, this is how you describe it, though. But through careful observation, if you're absolutely present, they're going to all be voices. I don't agree with that. Okay. I just don't. You don't have to. Thank you. I've had plenty of, of thoughts. It's like, you know, like divine revelation, just like, it's like, bam, boom. You had 5,000 words of understanding in a moment. You don't need words. That's different. That's knowing. But how can you all of a sudden say that's different? That is different. Because just the way you described it... It's still thought, though. No, it's not. It's knowing. Yeah, but it still occurs in your perception. And that, it occurs through your brain. That it, it occurs through... And, and it has aspects of color and sound and whatnot to it. And, it, and music. And it occurs mm -hmm. in one instant well I mean I don't know I don't I, I don't know how I would define an instant like like I'm, I'm not claiming it happens outside of time like one moment like one second maybe shorter amount of time shorter like a very short amount of time you can have a thought that is very complex that is not a voice telling you something in a sentence with words do you agree with that or not You see, you're using, you're very specific about your vocabulary, and you're trying to get me, like, into point where I'm like, do I agree with certain vocabulary that you're using? I'm using different vocabulary. I call it a knowing. But it's not... And I call these voices different voices, like, with a different volume level, right? And you don't agree with my vocabulary. What, but you call it a, a knowing. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a thought... So in your vernacular, a thought requires words. And a knowing can happen without words. Knowing is just knowing. In one moment, you just know things. Yeah. Well, that's not what we were just talking about. Well, that's how I miss my vernacular. And you don't agree with semantics. Like you, you tr that's no, but I'm is saying... Is this a semantics issue again? No, we, yeah, it is. But we're talking about thoughts. Right? We, we definitely got off on a tangent here. There's a difference. And through that, they essentially they just get eliminated. And that's where the deeper experience of the self comes through. Um, so the goal is, is to keep going inward and to eliminate all of those voices that aren't you. How do you do that? Vigilance and observation, a moment to moment. Specifically? Well, yeah. So, um, the practice that I first used was Ramana Maharshi's method of self-inquiry. To every, every thought that you become aware of that arises, you ask, who's aware of, of that? And by that method, you get back to the foundation of actually who you are, which is the self, which is God. And um, 
I realize that I'm not any of those thoughts that are happening in my mind. I'm the one that's observing them. And from that point, the experience of God can come through. Uh, there's also another method which Sasha teaches, which I have adopted as well, um, which is to contact the Master Self, the Holy Spirit part of the mind, that is the guide, that in a sense is more here in the world with us, and... Um, it's a living presence of God. It's a living of presence of God, an aspect of God inside our own minds. And um, essentially you do the same thing. All of these thoughts, all of these oh, just like hurricane of thoughts that are coming in the mind, you know, turmoil, I just go to that part of my mind, the Holy Spirit, the Master Self part of my mind, and I just sit with that and sit with Him in a sense. And overlook and watch upon all these thoughts masquerading as me. It's more like an endurance process. If you're in a track and you're running with the ego and it's like ego is running next to you and you just and then the left side, so on the right side you have the ego, on the left side you have master self and you're just running, all three of you are running and you're always looking towards the master self while ego is talking into your ear from the right hand side and you're ignoring him and just run until he dies out so that's why it's I call it discipline because it's literally after a while there's no reasoning with the devil that's why you want to leave that's why you want to have that's why you want to have your own place to contemplate God in peace in peace. You don't have to deal with anyone's minds yeah. unless you choose to. And you're going to choose the minds that you're going to deal with. Like right now, you're dealing with the choose with our minds. Right. Because we're open and we're offering a, a perspective that we're all working with. Right. right. We're not going to go and, and judge you and just prosecute you for whatever you're doing. Right. Well, no, that's... I don't have a problem. That's the thing. I don't have a problem with being judged or prosecuted. Bring it on. Sure, but why? I don't have a problem. What I have a problem is if you're if you have a problem with not being observed and prosecuted. That's what I have a problem with. That's uh. what I don't want people in my life who cannot accept observation and judgment. Uh. Bring it. You want to judge me? Bring it on. I don't have a problem. I don't have a thing. Oh, you judged me. What? I don't. That doesn't even compute with me. I, I don't. Go ahead, observe me. Oh, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? What do I look like? What did I do to you that you don't like? Tell me. I am rational and I can understand and I have done so much work on my heart. I can deal with it. And if I don't like it, I know I can just walk over here and sulk a little bit uh -huh. and like get over it. I understand. Yeah, That's okay. I get it. But if other people are not willing to do that, then fuck you. Who I are you? understand. That's yeah. narcissism. I get it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah. judge me all you want. I want you to judge me. I want everyone to judge me. Oh, Observe me and judge me. The mover of and, the world. And then, right. but, but, yeah. every, but I got all these people in my life who are like telling me that judgment is wrong. How dare you judge me? What, right. what does that even mean? I, you basically just said, how dare you observe me accurately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. Oh. I get it. Okay. I get it. 